listeners, Dan, John, I have a complaint. Uh oh. I want to know if you guys have suffered this problem because I know I'm not the only one. I know I've seen people in my office have the same issue. I want to know if you have experienced this thing. I believe you're both Safari users. Is that right? True. That's true. I have a thing in OS 10, I Sierra, and maybe even before, where I click on a link in a third party app, Slack, Tweetbot, whatever. And instead, a different link opens in Safari. Whoa. Have you experienced this? No. no. Not a different link, like a random link. Like another page that I have open simply loads again. Or a page from mm. history just loads again. Okay. Wow. And Does it, if I it, copy and paste, fine. But if I click on the link from a third-party app, it opens in Safari, but it's not that link. It's something else. Well, so it's here's like my question. Tweetbot clicking on things, and then it's a bunch of same stuff already open. All right. So questions. Didn't One. Uh, first of all, I assume that I'll you... I'll open the floor to questions at this time. <laughs> Uh, the chair recognizes the Dan the from, from New yeah. Hampshire. Yeah. yeah. So I presume you're opening in Safari and you're using Windows that have a lot of tabs in them. Yes. Okay. Next question. Do you have any extensions installed? Mm. A great question. Let's Thank find you. Out. Uh, by the way, I guarantee you're just tuning you, in. Listeners, this is troubleshooting with doctors Molten Morin. <laughs> listeners are going to come in and say that they have the same problem. I have three extensions installed: Ghostery, Honey, and the Reddit Enhancement Suite. That's so my one. first test would be turning those all, <laughs> just turning them all off and seeing yeah. if the problem persists. Because right. uh, my first guess is to something interfering with it. Because that seems very very bizarre, and it would strike me as the kind of thing that might happen. If there were something, some other piece of software interfering for some reason. So here's what I'm going to do. The next time it happens, because right now I clicked LinkedIn and it loaded, but it was happening this morning. Okay. And I would say it happens to me every day. Uh, the next but time not it happens, consistently I will try either is what you're Correct. saying. It's not every Correct. time. Sometimes it's happening and sometimes it's not, Ooh, which makes it hard to do that. And like some of the coworkers who I have having this problem are definitely not people who would ever install extensions, <laughs> which mm, is not mm, that mm. savvy, but I'm going to try it. I just don't know what it is. Um, and I've had it persist through three different Macs. Oh, wow. Okay, so something's corrupted with, like, your user data. Oh, yeah. yeah. That could oh, I'm, be. I'm well, screwed but for life. If you, 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 he said it was other people. And too, this is but... a clean install on this Mac. I mean, like, but I it's, not... when, it's, when it's you, how clean could it be is my question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, does, it, does it only happen in your offices? Uh, no, it happens wherever I am. Okay. Like, uh, it happened today in this office where I'm almost never, where I'm recording this show from today. Yeah, but you're, are you going through their network? Yes, but it happens on my home Wi-Fi as well. Okay. By the way, that's such a good segue, John, because I fully switched my home Wi-Fi to um, a past sponsor of this show, Eero. This is not an ad, but I switched. Couldn't think, you know, couldn't think of the name. <laughs> did have to take time to come up with it. Um, but so Eero had sponsored us a thousand years ago, and they had sent uh, thingies to my house, right? And mm-hmm. I set it up. But like it only has one port per device, mm-hmm. one Ethernet port per device, or maybe like the main one has two, one for the internet connection going in, and then like one to send it out elsewhere. And I, my my previous setup had involved airport extremes and airport time capsules on different levels of the house, and there's many ports there. And I have a bunch of wired Ethernet stuff in my house, and I was like, I don't know how to, I don't, don't want to set this, I don't want to use both, right? Like I feel like I'm not getting the Eero experience if I set up the Eero and then I'm using the airport extreme to get more wired jacks elsewhere. Um, and what my kids were camp and my son, girls were camp and the, my son was away for the day visiting his grandma. And I'm like, I can break the internet today and no kids are going to yell at me about it. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. And I was like, it'll probably take three hours for all the stuff that's going to break. 
So I was going to use a switch to take that one thing out from the ear. And like the last time I tried to use the switch, it really didn't work well. And I'm like, I got a gigabit switch and I'm going to try it. And I set it up and three minutes later, it was all working. <laughs> it took much longer to put all the devices on the new thing. Um, like to get Sonos's set up and the Nest thermostat set up and all the Echoes. I had to do the Echoes individually, which sucked. Um, but like, I've been using, so I do have a switch. And then upstairs in my office, where there's a wired connection that comes from the basement, I have an airport time capsule there that I turned off the Wi-Fi on and just have using as a bridge for the wired devices, there, like our VOIP modem thingy, my uh, network attached storage device there. But I would like to say, I find the Eero app very cool. I can check my internet speed because every night it checks it and then it has a log of how my internet speed has been and everything. And I'm loving it. I'm loving the Eero life. And I wanted to tell you both about it. I have. Somebody recommended Eero to me uh, yesterday when I was making a comment. I have um, been running into this problem where when my something's uploading a big file on my network, the like connection just dies. And I'm pretty sure it's the cable mm-hmm. modem. I've done some looking around and suggesting that there is a flaw. And this is a fairly common cable modem. It's the uh, Motorola SB6141. Like, sure. Which, yeah, yeah, you know it. Now, I, I mean, it's one of those ones that, like, if you saw a Big picture fan. of it, you'd be like, yeah, everybody's had that, that cable modem <laughs> at some point. Um, and so I had people suggesting a variety of things, including somebody suggested going to Eero. And I was like, but they don't make cable modems is the problem. <laughs> like, my problem is not my router. The airport is working fine. I can still talk to computers across the network, but the upstream just dies and then the downstream dies and I can't get any, like, all the web pages stall. Like, everything just, like, goes kaput. And it often happens when it's like the Backblaze is doing like uploading big chunks of files. Yesterday, I had a big video and audio file to record from a podcast or to upload from a podcast. And I dropped them in Dropbox. And a couple times, it just started like it ground to a halt. And, you know, I did try to do some bandwidth limiting on Dropbox's side to like so it wouldn't max out the connection. And that seemed to help a little bit. But it's really annoying. And sometimes I just wake up in the morning and the Internet's dead. And I have to like, fortunately, Comcast does at least let you restart your modem through their one of their phone apps so i can like turn off wi-fi go to the the app on the phone and tell it to restart and usually in a few minutes it's up again which is nice it's nice it's a nice touch but having to do that with any regularity is still annoying (laughs) especially because yesterday it was like right around the time i had to do a um a phone in for a radio show and i was like oh (laughs) this internet better come back in the next five minutes or i am fucked were you fucked no i made it skin (laughs) of my teeth it's like indiana jones grabbing the hat under the door just like mm-hmm. that. It's the same thing. Um, so I, I don't really have a need for one of the, um, the whatchamacallit, mesh networks. Mesh, mesh networks. Yeah, all the mesh yeah. networks. I've looked at a couple of the different ones, Amplify, Eero, Ubiquiti, um, and they're very cool, but my house is so small, I don't, I just, I don't need them. Um, I consider every once in a while, I consider trying one out for my parents' house because my parents' house does have connectivity problems. Yeah. Um, a lot of it, I think, is just the materials in the in the walls are you know interfere with it because it's an old house uh, you know the the Eero setup process was so yes the Eero, Eero setup process was really good and like after you position the things it's like we're going to check and see if you position these well if we want you to move any of them and it was actually content with mine but i i wanted to know how it worked so i actually moved it then to because i'm a nerd i like let me move it to a dumb spot and see what it says like we don't like where your first floor one is like it doesn't seem like it's in the optimal place to be receiving the signal from the basement it knows where all your devices are because you tell it and it was like it's it's really cleverly done i sent you guys some screenshots because it's like here's what devices are connecting to this one and here's how much internet they're using and here's the most you know devices that are sucking <laughs> the thing i've yeah. learned Miro, is that my nests go online all the time 
So that's the one sure. thing that has me a little bit creeped out is that they are well, always sure they are. on the internet. <laughs> of course. Of course. How are you going to know if you're set at the uh, optimal temperature? Yeah. What's weird Google is they're really sending a lot of, all the time. Google really wants to know what the temperature in your house is. <laughs> they're sending a lot of video and audio, I know. Interesting that you mentioned that. Sell so, that information to, to target ads at you. I uh, Yeah, feeling cold today. How about a sweater? Um, <laughs> I Other re- people who, feel, who are feeling cold. But... <laughs> Other people who are feeling cold have set fire to their houses. Maybe you should consider that. Uh, I replaced, I had a Wemo smart switch uh, um, connected to our air conditioner in our bedroom. And I replaced, it was a second generation model, I think. Um, I've actually had two. I had one of the earliest ones, and then they made a more small, a smaller, more compact one. Uh, and I had that one for a while. And the newest one, the sort of Wii Home Switch Mini, I think they call it, um, they just added software HomeKit support without the need for a hardware bridge. And it happened to be on sale for a few bucks off, so I picked one up to replace it. And I will say this. It's really cool that it now works with HomeKit as well as with the Echo and all of that. Mm-hmm. But setting it up was a pain in the ass. I don't know what exactly happened, but I had to end up I ended up having to reset it several times because it would it, at one point it wouldn't find a firmware update that it needed to download. And I would keep tapping, like, it would be like update, and there was like a little button in the app, and I would tap it, and it yeah. would just kick me to the, the last screen, and nothing would happen. And I was like, well, that's irritating. So I reset it, finally got the firmware update installed, and it's like, all right, this here's the process to connect it to HomeKit. And at one point, I, I hit connect, and I hit like a, you know, allow or something, and something happened. It's like, oh, you're connected, but like, it felt like there were screens I was supposed to have seen that I didn't see. And when I went to look at like Belkin's troubleshooting, I was like, yeah, I, I never got any of those screens. So I had to reset it again. And at that time, finally, it did work. And it now seems to all be functioning correctly. But it, it was not as friendly. And I've, I've set up a couple of those in the past, and they've always been pretty easy. This one, for whatever reason, I think probably because it required the firmware update and like a new process. It was a little buggy to get the HomeKit connection. Like, everything else worked fine. It still let me turn the AC on and off, still let me use the Echo integration. But it was just that extra step uh, that was kind of kind of glitchy. It's cool to be able to use Siri for that. All right, John, it's now your story. It's your turn. I don't see. That's the thing. I don't have one. I, don't have, I haven't set up anything in, like... Well, John, get with it. John, secret, secret fact. I... <laughs> John doesn't like technology. <laughs> <laughs> and now it finally comes out. Yep. This is the time. <laughs> After 198 episodes. <laughs> Well, I, <laughs> we do I want to make to. you state I'm listeners, don't forget, light. in two weeks, we will have our 200 episode spooktacular. Dan yeah. and I decided that before yeah, it's John. it's going to be extra spooky. Spooky. <laughs> uh, I will say along the lines of this that uh, I have a um, Philips Hue motion sensor in my office. Um, and I, I played around with this in a variety of ways over the past couple of years, but it doesn't, it never, I've never gotten it to work the way I, exactly the way I want it to work, which is just to detect when the, the light is too dim and turn on some of the lights in the office because it's got this whole like built in motion sensitive, sensitive stuff um, where it's like, yeah, we'll do that. But then when it doesn't detect motion for half an hour, I'll turn all the lights off again. And I was like, that's not what I'm looking for. Um, they do fortunately have their like Phillips lab section and I found a, like a, a essentially like a routine in there that can override stuff and just do it based on light sensitivity, which isn't bad. But actually the coolest feature of this thing is that when HomeKit recognizes it, it can tell you it's a temperature sensor and it can tell you what the temperature is indoors, which I actually really dig because like, then I can check like, Oh, is it actually cooler in the house or outside of the house right now, <laughs> which is useful when it gets up into like the, the super hot temperatures during the summer. 
Um, but I wish it let me just sort of more selectively disable parts of it and just use it as a temperature and light sensor and not a motion sensor because I have no need for a motion sensor. Got it. Yet. Yet. Someday. Perhaps yeah, right. I'll need to sense motion. I don't know. Sure. What I need is an emotion sensor. <laughs> <laughs> None detected. Wah, wah. Um, we never talked about the thing that happened 20 minutes after the episode. <laughs> <laughs> we do have some follow-up. Yeah, we have some follow-up. Uh, uh, we were right about news breaking right after. Should we? Del- Maybe we should start doing the show later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Well, we talked about it. Yeah. So but, um, um, our predictions. I don't. So I guess we did sort of predict that we didn't predict specifically that the Apple would patch that throttling bug. But we did speculate that it might be, I think, uh, something just like a goof rather than any sort of deliberate thing. But we were, I'm not yeah. sure we, we had any conclusive evidence at that point. I did, but I didn't want to say anything. Oh, good. Yeah. Do you want to share your follow-up? <laughs> that Just that they fixed it. <laughs> That's it. They fixed the... Um, you don't want to make a bigger that. deal out of it? Or, you know, no, we, well, what, we... what am I going to say? You want to take a picture of Apparently, I mean, they shipped an update for the uh, 2018 MacBook Pros, which was for all of them, regardless of processor. And now, supposedly, it doesn't do the bad thing that it was doing before. <laughs> so. I don't know. I feel so like we there. should be a little more so. outraged. Should we be more outraged? <laughs> Do we get any outrage? Why? You, you're, you're, you Just, want to continue the outrage after something gets fixed? Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's, that's a lot refreshing. Of outrage. That's refreshing is what I'm saying. Most people that's, expect the outrage to go away. I say we just keep going with it. That's a perpetual outrage machine is what that is. Mm, that's what I you see. got there. Yeah. It gets us those, gets us those sweet, sweet clicks. Mm. <laughs> this is a podcast, Dan. Damn it. <laughs> those sweet, sweet ears. I screw that up almost every week. Uh, <laughs> As long as we're talking about things that are timely to the recording of our show, it should be noted that, as is quarterly the case here, the Apple financial reports come out this afternoon. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So it's our every uh, three months roundup of how much money you think Apple has made, a little or a lot. (laughs) A lot. I'm going with a lot. Mm, Yeah. mm. Yeah. Bold choices, both of you. Mm -hmm. Going out on a limb. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it the, seemed, the consensus around the iPhones is like forty million. You know, I, like I haven't even seen that much written about the the results so far. Like, usually there's at least like a like a handful of stories talking about like, oh, this is going to happen and this is bad or whatever. But it actually, seems pretty quiet this time around. I haven't seen a lot of like hand wringing over it. Most people are just like, yeah, they're going to make money. It's cool. So yeah, that's a, a nice change. <laughs> yes i have seen some hand-wringing over next quarter yeah well like oh oh dear the 6.1 inch is gonna be late i'm gonna be in october instead of september or something like that i mean based solely on like a review of part orders yeah that's usually really don't rock solid no yeah (laughs) they have absolutely no idea what they're talking about but yeah i We'll I, I think everything will be fine. I'm not too worried about it. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I, I don't think that there's... <laughs> I think it's all going to work out okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, we've all been in this business a long time. Enough to, to see that the it very rarely translates into any sort of actual substantive impact. Like, every once in yeah. a while, yeah, you get something that makes a blip. But usually, you know, I tend to think most of the people who are hand-wringing are 
frankly trying to depress the stock so they can buy it cheaper. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I guess that's it. Because and I, it seems like a lot of the hand wringing is always uh, about not this quarter so much as the next quarter. Yeah. So it's like perpetually perpetual yeah, outrage well, machine. Like, yeah, but I mean, I just like kicking it down the road a little bit so that people will think that the longer term future is worse. Yeah. I mean, well, there's there's that, right? There's like, are you worried about this thing slowing or this not growing as fast as we want it to? And then every once in a while, they'll also, I feel like on recent ones, they've gotten not political, but a little bit of like news related questions as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. And like, there's not a lot happening right now. I mean, they might get quizzed about some China stuff, is my guess. Maybe right. the tariffs. China. China. <laughs> China. <laughs> Um, but honestly, <laughs> is that, we all did our, our impressions. Is that what we're... Yes. <laughs> okay. We got through that. All right. Mm-hmm. We call that segment Chinatown. <laughs> Forget about it, Lex. Uh, but I want you both to know that this episode is brought to you by Jamf Now. Jamf Now makes it easy to set up, manage, and protect your Apple devices. I have many. It's easy to keep track of your own Mac, iPad, or iPhone. But what about the other Apple devices at work? As a business grows, so does its digital inventory, making it harder to manage everyone's Apple devices. That's especially true if your employees are remote. With Jamf Now, you can check your digital inventory, distribute Wi-Fi and email settings, deploy apps, protect company data, and even lock or wipe a device as needed from anywhere. Jamf Now manages devices so you can focus on your business instead. No IT experience required. Perfect for you. And now, the Rebound listeners can start securing your business today. By setting up your first three devices for free forever. Not for a limited time, forever. That's literally for all time. And for just $2 a month per device, you can add as many more devices as you need. Create your free account today at jamf.com slash rebound. That's J-A-M-F dot com slash rebound. Got a little news for you guys, which I just uh, I introduced via text message. I love the text message back channel we have during the show. It's really good for all our listeners. Does not mm-hmm. appear on the live stream. Uh, it does not appear on the live stream. Sorry, live stream. Um, so I have joined the ranks of, of people, of uh, such auspicious persons as Lex Friedman in updating my iPhone 10 to iOS 12. I think your Memoji looks phenomenal. And really? I think mine looks like garbage. Yeah. I think mine is only okay. I don't like particularly... I'm not a huge fan of yours. It does look like garbage. I, I think, yeah, huge... I, well, Dan, Dan's looks more like him than... That's what I'm so. saying. Yeah. Mine yeah. looks like a baby, and I can't figure right. out a way to make it, it not like look a like a baby. baby with five o'clock shadow. <laughs> yes, it's a like I said, it's a hairy baby. I can't, I can't figure it out. Like, I have it at the oldest setting, and it's like... The, <laughs> that's why it looks weird. It's got... The age is wrong. It's like... It's like slightly old baby with five o'clock shadow. But Elderly I just, I knew, baby. <laughs> Uh, but, like, I can't get the cheeks to, I don't know. I feel know. like, yeah, I feel like your face is too far down. Like, your eyes are, like, lower than halfway up your face. Yeah, the problem is that it still has to conform to their, weird. like, you they have, like, eyes a, need to be higher. They Can have, like, an that? aesthetic that they feel no. that all everything kind of adheres to. Because Dan's eyes look higher, but I haven't. I'm... There's no way to adjust. <laughs> there's no way to adjust that, though. <laughs> the eye height is the same. But does it? It's but something it, else it that makes that, them look. Does it take I got, that I got off a lot more face? forehead. I think is the issue. <laughs> the, the, well, maybe I didn't want to. But yes, I believe that. Is, I believe that is a factor. See, so 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 here, Mike. Where's the hat? Oh, yeah, I have one. I do have one with the hat as well and sunglasses. <laughs> I want to see the hat. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know why, but I need to see the hat. I th- I've, I've just customized a new version that I'm going to send to you. 
that I think is at least a little bit better. I don't, yeah, because I don't love my, I don't love the hairline, like, angle. I like, feel like my, um, right that's better. My Bitmoji looks more like me than my Emoji. And, I, you know, Bitmoji, when you create those, <laughs> oh, I like the hat on you, but I like it better without the hat. The Bitmoji yeah, actually okay. does a thing where it's like, it can look at your, it takes a picture of you and then says, okay, this is what we think. And then you can customize it more, but like, they just give you more options for... Yeah face tweakage well and uh, i feel like all emojis are going to look a lot alike in a way that bitmojis don't right and, and again apple has its like aesthetic i think that it's trying to push but mm-hmm. i agree with you it's not as customizable like um i was talking to micah Sargent, my co-host over at clockwise and he had the same complaint he likes the bitmoji customization because he feels like it, it ends up looking much more like him than the resulting memoji but you do i mean like you end up with some that look really incredible um you know we were talking was this last week or a couple weeks ago we talked about like federico vitici's like uh. his look like dead on but i agree that it doesn't it doesn't seem to translate as universally as some of the other versions of this kind of thing yeah, well, so i look I'm, forward I'm, to i look forward to 2025 when i can finally try it <laughs> <laughs> i i assume that they will continue to ref- like these won't go away i don't think emojis no i don't think so um, either i think the, yeah. what i wonder though is like uh, will they only let them work with newer devices? Will they like port Memoji to older devices and you just won't be able to do them live if you don't have one of the mm-hmm. iPhone tens mm-hmm. and later? Good question. I don't know. I bet not. I bet they just I bet they just keep it going forward. People like making stuff that looks like themselves. I just I personally hate the art style on Bitmoji, I think. Like oh, I just don't I, like it. I don't enjoy it. I think it looks even that I think looks a little creepy to me. <laughs> the arm is weird too. Like your the angle that your hand is at is not possible <laughs> try to wave like that it's really weird um i do i do have a related ios 12 update for you lolex okay. i have found I install it in my experience <laughs> that the face id is way better for me under ios 12 <gasps> like way dun, better dun, dun. Like just, i like that and this is only this is you know only in the last day or so that i've had it installed but i felt like my success rate has been much higher in unlocking my phone which makes me wonder if there was something broken in iOS 11, like maybe they just tweaked it or improved like certain conditions in which the phone unlocked. Because I often had trouble with it in like certain lighting conditions. Like if I was walking outside and like was very backlit or something like that, I would find that it didn't always unlock well. And so I just wonder if they did some tweaking to make it more forgiving in certain cases because it really has seemed a lot better for me. I'm, I'll, I'll see how it goes as I continue using it but for the, even I also the last really day, appreciate a difference for the for the times when it does mess up and when, for me when it messes up it's because i'm like not in a position where it can work it's it's almost always my fault um you know in ios 11 you had to like lock and unlock again yes to get it to re-trigger and now you can just keep swiping up yeah i agree it, I it feels a lot more organic when it doesn't work so yeah i i've been very pleased with that i haven't tried the um have you tried the alternative appearance appearance yet no option? I don't want anybody else unlocking my phone, and it always unlocks for me, so I didn't know what other face to do. Yeah, well, I, my girlfriend just hates entering, or sorry, yeah, my girlfriend hates entering my... No, fix it. My fiancé hates entering... Hey! <laughs> entering my passcode, because it's very long and unwieldy. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we're gonna, I'm going to see if I, she's going to try setting that up at some point she's very excited she i uh i sent her a meme, my memoji last night and she's like well no you have to let me set one up now so we made her one too 
I do like that it's unlimited numbers of Memoji as well. Like, yes, I think that's good. It's smart. I, I'm curious as to whether, given that you mentioned that you are now engaged to uh, your fiancé, I, I've heard <laughs> a rumor. To yesterday when you were not engaged to your fiancé. <laughs> I heard a rumor that you were going to do your wedding on screens with each of you being represented by your Memojis. <laughs> I Is can, that accurate? Uh, I can neither confirm nor deny any rumors of that sort uh you know you'll have to ask our efficient tim cook <laughs> this is tim minister minister tim cook. <laughs> and the 29 other people we've invited via facetime to our <laughs> <laughs> it's a very exclusive ticket i will say you know and it's it's crappy to talk about but it's a public beta so i'm allowed but you know the one thing that i have noted is fairly buggy I'm having the latest release of the iOS 12 beta, and I'm guessing one will come out after talking about it, uh, is, is crashier than the previous one, which is annoying. I've, I've gotten some, some home screen restarts, which I hate. But FaceTime is the one thing that I've noticed is a little bit sloppy if you start using any of the fun stuff, since you can mm-hmm. basically use all the iMessage apps while you're FaceTiming. Yeah. And I enjoy FaceTiming with my giant Memoji head while I talk to my parents, uh, and then having Liam take the phone. So it's like Liam's body with my giant Memoji head. <laughs> Uh, but things get real buggy. Like it'll turn me upside down for them or it'll show me myself upside down, but they're seeing me upside up. The app will be in portrait mode while you're using it in landscape or vice versa. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't tried that yet. And, um, part of it is I also really want to try the multi-person FaceTime, but I was waiting to a point where I had enough people who were actually on the beta to try it. It's going to be you, me, and Snell. We're going to do it. There we go. Three people. (laughs) We decided at some point we talked to WWDC to a bunch of the other guys and being like, we have to just get everybody we know on the beta and try to max out the 32-person thing and see how well it does. I have an iPhone with the beta on it. Oh, what? What? Yeah. Should we do a live group FaceTime right now? Not this one right here, but I have one. Is it on you? Then we should not. No, that's upstairs. Okay. All right. Well, next Boo. next week, man. <laughs> you want me to run up and get it? No, it's fine. Okay. We don't like yeah. running. It's a long way. It's this is a nerd in the show. basement. It's in the attic. We don't run. It's eight, eighty floors. Eighty. Yeah, the stately <laughs> Maltz Manor. Um, <laughs> I have a question for you guys. Uh, do either of you have cars that support CarPlay? No. No. Do you have any interest in it? Yes. Okay. No, because when oh. I've used it, I've really disliked it. Interesting. And I expected to love it. I think that now that they're allowing multiple navigation apps, it could be better. But like the reality, like I, I was in some cases the passenger and my phone's the one that's paired. And you want to use Google Maps, let's say, which currently doesn't have a CarPlay supported app. So whatever you touch on the screen changes what's on your phone and vice versa. <laughs> um, so... If you're trying to look at Google Maps and then you use the screen in the car to say, like, hey, let's play music, your phone changes what it's on, too. Like, it's always in sync, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so that's annoying. And then, like, if you get a text and you want to reply to it, again, it's going to take a map off even if you're using Apple Maps so that the CarPlay thing works. Like, it's, it, it felt to me like it should be a separate screen. Mm, like an external display type thing. Right, right. like an yeah, external display, right. and it doesn't behave that way. And it's there's things about it that are nice and things about it that are very annoying. And it, it definitely feels like even in Apple's apps, certainly in third party apps, but even in Apple's apps, it feels very, um, uh, not buggy, but unstable. Like it's, it, it, it's, it's clunky. It does not, it feels like a knockoff iOS device. Well, I mean, and I kind of understand why, right? Because they have to interface with a whole ton of third party devices and those are going to be extremely inconsistently implemented and you don't know what hardware is there and you don't know, 
the tolerances of those hardware, right? Like you don't know how sensitive the touchscreen is. Like I feel like that that's that's a traditional place where Apple often breaks down is is its like implementation with third parties just because yeah. that stuff's not under its control and it's not going to work that hard to standardize it. <laughs> But I asked because um, the Wirecutter had a, a note of a, a deal on a nice car, a CarPlay-compatible unit that they liked, and then I posted about that, and I had several people come back to me saying I could essentially buy a um, an OEM version of uh, a Volkswagen radio for my VW and like just swap it in much more easily because it's already a VW one, so it wouldn't require as much rewiring, and for a lot cheaper. And so I was like, oh, do I sh- is this worth doing? I mean, I love the idea of I don't have any sort of in-dash navigation right now. I just use my phone in, like, a car mount, um, and it would have a USB port there, too, which would be nice. Um, But, you know, it's not something I need uh, because I have, like, a USB charger in the car and and all that. But, like, it's something—I like the idea of CarPlay, and I'm just not sure whether or not it's it's worthwhile to make the switch or not. Also, my radio sucks. I hate it. It's my least favorite part of my car, hands down. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> my mine works, but yeah. I mean, that's only, about it. Only ostensibly. It's, I, I have. Bl- thank God it has Bluetooth that works correctly, because yeah. otherwise I would just be like, this. Is, I would have ripped it out years ago. Now, whenever yeah. I'm in my car, which um, can stream music from Slacker Radio itself, but Slacker Radio I find very impressive. I frequently end up pairing via Bluetooth, and that is the time because the car does not do it. You can charge via USB, but it doesn't sync via USB. But whenever I'm in my car. I am envious of Moltz and his Apple Music subscription because I really would like to be able to use Siri to tell my phone what music to play. So I'm curious to see whether these oh, workflow yeah. shortcuts, whatever, mm, are going to let me mm. trigger a- Amazon Music to play what I wanted to play. Uh, I'm not on that beta. I don't even know how to get on that beta. <laughs> but uh, I'm curious you need to, to see be if a, that's possible. Yeah, you need to be a developer and then get like an invite. I'm sure it will broaden yeah. eventually. But uh, yeah, there is some shortcut stuff in the iOS 12 beta even without the shortcuts app, but it's really basic. It's like just define some words that you want to say to do a very like a specific task and so if you go into the siri section of the settings there will be like suggested shortcuts and it's all just stuff you've done recently so it's like oh use a siri shortcut to set an alarm for 2 43 p.m like oh specifically God. for that and it's like mine I are don't hilarious <laughs> i can add shortcuts to call a number i don't recognize to call a different number i don't recognize or to google facebook info wars <laughs> what <laughs> something you want to tell us uh i wanted to read an article about facebook and infowars okay okay oh okay is that that so bad that's slightly better (laughs) oh i could make one to record i really want to know what's going on with pizzagate that's cool oh you record your own personalized phrase and then siri can use it to tell voice memos to run the shortcut cool yeah so that's the kind of thing you can already do with um like you can do to a certain extent with the echo so it has now has these routines that you can trigger by saying something um, or uh, Google Home using like uh, IFTTT, like you can set up like a specific phrase and have it trigger a specific action. Um, so it, that, that's good. It's a start. But like the shortcuts thing, the app itself promises to be way more powerful because it has a ton of the workflow features in it. Yeah. Man, now I want this. <laughs> Let's just keep talking about <laughs> it. Lex. The, no, I mean the... Um... The CarPlay thing. <laughs> oh, now you want a CarPlay thing? God. All right. I I will tell you, like, I know that not everybody, not everything's for everybody. I don't know anybody with CarPlay who loves it. And I know people with CarPlay who don't love it. I've been, I well, I don't know. There are people. I mean, I, like, I brought it up a couple times on Twitter and I get, a, I've gotten a host of people who are raving about it. So I don't oh. know. All right. 
Get it and love it. <laughs> I hear it works better with um, iPhone 10. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome for that. Yeah. You're probably right. <laughs> uh, I'm also in the process of installing, probably as this is going, the uh, WatchOS 5 beta. So we'll see how that goes. Mainly... Oh, right. You guys have smartwatches. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> do you not wear yours? And Do you just yeah, stop we... wearing yours? I haven't worn mine in months. Oh, man. Wow. Jeez, I couldn't... I really... I honestly could not live without it anymore. Really? I mean, well, I could, but I, I don't want to. I we threatened to kick Lex off the show. That's right, because it's an Apple Watch show. What what is it about it that you use on the daily that that's the reason you couldn't live with it? Um, well, so like, here's a car example. So one of the, the the quirky things about like when I when I you know Bluetooth connect my phone to the car, it you know everything gets routed through the car sound system, and and I don't I don't understand the buttons on my steering wheel, <laughs> and I don't have any <laughs> idea how to trigger Siri from my steering wheel to tell it to like change playlists, for example. Um, but the cool thing is I don't have to know now because I lift my wrist and talk to my watch and it listens. And the other thing is like, so like the, the car is funky about picking up because it, it's just this convoluted handoff process between the phone and the car. Mm -hmm. And I will often talk before the car is ready to listen to me because they're still doing the handoff process. But if I lift my wrist, talk to my watch and tell it what I want it to do, it tells the phone and the phone does it. Leaves the car out of the process entirely. I see. Um, so that's great. Um, I'm constantly telling the the watch to add things to grocery lists. Uh, I use it for timers from time to time and uh, watching uh, you know clock and weather, weather predominantly, probably. Yeah, I mean, so. I I use mine quite a bit. Um, I feel like maybe we talked about this, but I did. I'm using a Series Two now that uh, Jason Snell gave me because he had an old one lying around. It happened to be exactly the same size and finish as mine, so I just swapped it right in. Um, I really do... I, I appreciate the GPS stuff in there um, from having done... I was going back the other day because uh, I was writing a piece about the Apple Watch, and I was like, oh, I really like that, you know, I've gone on a couple hikes and turned it on, and it, like, shows you your route on, the on like, there's a little map in the activity uh, app where it retraces your route and tells you like what the temperature was that day. And it's like, Oh, that's kind of cool. Like way to trigger, uh, memories like, Oh yeah, we hiked up, uh, uh, to that place in the mountains. Um, so I dig that. Uh, I really, I just, I use it a lot for, I also use the temperature stuff a lot. I use Siri and setting timers and alarms a bunch. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not, I certainly won't argue that it's the world changing device. I think we'd hope for, but I get enough utility out of it that it's still a pretty, major part of my my day i i keep looking at some of the fitbit watches everybody else in my family wears a fitbit um at this point and i find it's why i see so many apple watches in the wild and i'm like oh i have one of those that i never wear i there's something about the fitbit versa that i love the reality is i just love the way smartwatch faces look and i've been wearing just a, a regular analog boss hugo boss watch for eons now but I love the Fitbit Versa watch face, and I like the way the bands look, and I think about it all the time, and I'm like, well, you own a smartwatch that you never wear, so don't get it. So I don't get it. And that's my smartwatch story. <laughs> Do you think we should let him stay, John? Or- John McNulty has one, we'll and I really about, like it. We'll talk about it later. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Offline. 
like next week when I'm not on the show again for some reason or another. <laughs> Weigh in in the live stream to tell us whether or not Lex should be allowed to stay on the show. <laughs> you mean it's a regular show? Is that what you mean? I, now, I am, just so, just so you and our listeners know, I'm currently scheduled to pick my kids up from camp next Tuesday, which is when we record. I just don't know when. So I will let you know about, but I'm off from work that day. So like worst case, we'd have to go a little bit later or something, depending on when the camp pickup is. They just haven't told us what time we can get the kids. I don't know, just leave the the kids a little longer. What's the big deal? But I miss them, Dan. I know, but like, they'll still be there. What about us? We'll be sitting here on Skype by ourselves, just lonely. Are you still going to be allowed to podcast once you're married? (laughs) Um, Probably. I hope so. Or else, you know, I won't be able to keep her in the lifestyle to which she's become accustomed. <laughs> do you know, do you know, have you picked a date yet? No. Well, okay. we have a ballpark, but not an actual date. No, you're, no, you're beeswax. Yeah. Is this, what is, is this? the ballpark? What, is it, the ballpark um, it's Fenway in Park. Boston? It's Fenway Park. No, so none, <laughs> of the inter- none of the internet's beeswax anyway. We've rented, <laughs> we've rented Fenway Park. We're going to do Are the, you inviting all rebound listeners? <laughs> You know, if they go to Fenway Park that day and pay for a ticket, they can go in and watch a ball game, and maybe there will be a gorilla ceremony. No, that's... <laughs> gorilla ceremony. Yeah, with like gorillas, that. with actual gorillas. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, you know, I, I don't know, pull it all, pulling out all the stops for this. You hate I don't... to see gorillas living in sin. <laughs> How do you feel about the uh, updates to Pocket Run Pool? And, John, have you at least started playing Pocket Run Pool? I have not yet. Oh my God. <laughs> I did not realize there were updates because I am a little bit uh, out of touch. I haven't. I'm, I'm launching it now. I didn't realize there were there were new updates. Tell me, walk me through these, Lex. Well, so here's the thing: they, he changed the way the menu looked and stuff, but there's also a new challenges, and I think I just am not good enough to always see those new challenges. Uh-huh. I, I did get to my most money ever in the tournament mode, where I got to like I had about a quarter million dollars in chips, and then I promptly lost them all. Uh, <laughs> So I think that the stuff that was new was all new to me anyway because I hadn't seen it before. Gotcha. But anyway, I, I still play a lot of Pocket Run Pool. Um, I think I told you guys on a recent episode that um, <laughs> the game that is like my personal torture chamber slash Skinner box is this balls? slash mental problem. Balls. I think I told you months ago that it, it broke stuck. for me. Yeah. I could no longer advance. On a whim, I tried it a couple, I don't know, a week or two ago, and it started working again. Like, they had updated for iOS 10, which is hilarious because it takes no advantage of the screen, but it at least fits in the screen now. Not iOS 10. They had updated for the iPhone 10 screen, is what I mean to say. And uh, it works again. So I'm now, as we speak, up to level 3,940 on my quest <laughs> to get to level 5,000, where it will end. I don't know why I can't stop, but like I had, I had the apps jiggling. I had my finger over the X button and I couldn't do it. Can't like, stop. Well, no, I've already, stop. I've already done 3,800. I should get to 5,000 now that it works again. And I don't know why I should do that. I think technically I should not do that, but I cannot stop. So if somebody sees my phone, shoves it at my face and unlocks it or shoves it at Jeff Goldblum's face and unlocks it and then wants to delete that app <laughs> for me, they can feel free. I cannot do it. So you have your invitation. Russia, please hack Lex Friedman's phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would like it to open and then. Um, oh, wait, that was before the show. Never mind. It was Dan talked about hacking greeting cards before the show started. That's that true. Fun. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See if you can get on, in on that. <laughs> I did not realize you cannot get an aluminum or a stainless steel Apple Watch without the um, without the cellular connectivity. Yeah, I think oh. the only the sport, if they still call them sport versions, um, yeah, have that as an option. Yeah, I mean, I, I see the appeal, like, having now used a watch that is, you know, got the GPS and is a little, like, speedier than the Series Zero, I definitely see the appeal to the cellular connection, but I just, yeah. I, I don't think really, I, I, don't, would... I don't want the I don't want the red dot, first of all. Second of all, I'm Scrape never going to use it, because I'm not, I'm not paying an extra 10 bucks 
a month to freaking Verizon for this. Well, that yeah, that is going to be the issue for sure. Um, I but I see the appeal to having the connectivity wherever you go. Like mm-hmm. I get that. Like it's just a more of a matter of um, you know, I like John. I don't want to necessarily pay for it, nor do I think I would get. I don't think I would get the ten dollars a month out of it, but I feel like I, I'm not. If I used Apple Music, maybe, but that's not. Then I'm talking about like twenty dollars a month. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, um, I wanted to ask Lex so now that Lex is actually on the show and we can actually compare notes. Uh, we talked about. I talked about it a little bit last week. I think um, I have a Sonos One now, which I know yes. Lex does. And my biggest complaint, Lex, about the Sonos One. Can you guess bloop. what it might be? Yeah. The <laughs> The fact that it always makes that bloop yep. whenever you say its name, and you cannot stop it. And you can talk while it's blooping, but the bloop is long, yep. slightly delayed, and a little too loud. Yep, I agreed with all those things. Also, I, the volume of the like, uh, echo response versus the volume of the music sometimes seems not the same. Like, And I can't quite figure out what the volume scale is, because I'll be like, oh yeah, set to volume four, and it will be super loud. <gasps> yes, yes. <laughs> and it's like, and is, I, the, is I the volume scale from one to four what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> I, I um I turn it up when I um am in the shower, right? Because it's harder to hear in the shower. And then I come out of the shower and I'm like, Alexa, volume three. Sorry, everybody with speakers there. And um sometimes that's like a perfectly sane volume, and other times it is a perfectly crazily loud situation. And I don't know why. Um uh, but yeah, that bloop you cannot turn off. I know you had said that you saw some folks on the Sonos forum saying that like maybe one day they would change it, but yeah. it has not changed. Um and I wasn't sure. I, some of the some of the Sonos uh, Echo features seem to work okay in that, like telling it to play music in other rooms versus playing music where it is. Um, but some of that stuff, I don't know if that's just a limitation of the Sonos skill on the Echo. Like it doesn't want to play music everywhere for me. Like if I'm like, yeah, play that music, but play it in the whole house, and it's like, man, I don't really know what you mean by that. But I'm not sure if there's something else I was supposed to do, or that's just a feature that doesn't really exist. Or like moving music from one yeah. speaker to another, like I think it says it doesn't support that on the one, which is a little annoying because it's like it's your maybe your music guys. just isn't very moving. That's true. I do need that emotion sensor to help me understand music. That's right. <laughs> it's all coming together now. <laughs> I've said too much. We we now know the upgrades that you need. <laughs> uh, I'm too much of a robot. It's true. <laughs> a little risky. So, anyways, Lex, I just wanted to compare notes with you on the songs. Well, I like the sound. It sounds way better than the Echo. No argument there. Like, yeah. it's got tons of bass. Um, and it sounds like the same to me as my regular Sonos Play ones. Yes. And I love those speakers. So. Yeah, I, I think the biggest, the biggest issue I've had with it, besides the bloop, is, and I don't know if this is, again, positioning or what, but like, I feel like it doesn't hear me quite as well as the Echo. Um, mm. But I think it's because it's also sitting on a like, a, like a cart in the kitchen between, like, a soda stream and a coffee grinder and so it's like it's just not ideally placed. are you actively grinding coffee while this happens i mean sometimes because okay. i like to make it work a little bit i want to get my bang for my buck so i don't know i don't feel like it hears quite as well and i wonder if that's placement or just the speakers like a uh, microphone setup is not quite as tuned as amazon's are i really um I don't know. I really like the way it responds. I didn't at first. I think I talked about it on the show. Like it, I found it was really not hearing me, especially when music was playing. And then there was a software update and it got so much better. And so I've got no complaints on that front. Okay. All right. I'm prepared to well, uh, you. wait it out. Okay. I'm all right with that. But I hold you personally responsible, just so clear. <laughs> <laughs> that seems fair to me. 
Uh, two out of three. So I'm afraid that's law. That's how this works. Mm-hmm. That is how, you're not wrong. Voted in. Motion approved. <laughs> Emotion approved. <laughs> Jamf Now makes it easy to set up, manage, and protect your Apple devices so you can focus on your business. No IT experience needed. With Jamf Now, you can check your digital inventory, distribute Wi-Fi and email settings, deploy apps, protect company data, and even lock or wipe a device as needed from anywhere. And now, the Rebound listeners can start securing your business today by setting up your first three devices for free forever. Add more for just $2 a month per device. Create your free account today at jamf.com slash rebound. That's J-A-M-F dot com slash rebound. Is that like the EMAC? It's a lot like the EMAC.